Hey guys, what's up? This is episode seven of the Hidden Hours podcast. And today I've got someone super special with me. I've looked up to him for a long time. He's been my mentor for a long time on and off the court. This is Jonathan Maybank. Um, how you been, man? How's the lockdown for you? Man, good, man. It's uh, it's crazy down here at the moment. Um, I mean, I, ha- I even had to kind of sneak in the studio a little bit. We're not really supposed to be here, but I'm by myself. <laughs> so it's not like a, it's not like we congregate. But um, I mean, you know, I'm down south. It's a little bit slower down here. Uh, of course, like I'm on the East Coast, but like New York is like mayhem right now. Um, but here in South Carolina, it's, it's not too bad. Like uh, probably it's really, they really just started like cracking down maybe about three days ago. You know what I mean? So like they really, really um, kind of tightening up and um, being a little bit more aggressive with the rules but it's all good man you know what i mean like just trying to stay healthy um you know every time i go to the supermarkets i put my mask on and shit um i feel like i'm back in beijing from time to time <laughs> it's all good. yeah and the and the crazy thing is right off the bat man this uh john's like been putting in crazy hidden hours and he's sneaking in the gyms during lockdown just to get a workout in um Definitely. yeah it's just an attitude putting in them hidden hours man and there's so much that we could talk about. Um, but when John comes back to Australia, we're going to do an episode um, in the flesh. And I really want to dive deeper into everything that he's about and pick his brain. But today I'll give you guys a teaser. And um, did you want to start by telling everyone a little bit about what you, uh, what you do, uh, what you stand for? Um, well, uh, you know, Jonathan Maybank, you, you know, you already said my name, but uh, performance coach, more so directed towards in um, basketball. But of course, no matter if, you know, you play basketball, you play footy, you play soccer. Um, even if you don't even play any sports, at the end of the day, we're all athletes. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's just the basis uh, for me. Um, you know, just making sure I can, I can impact people uh, with the amount of knowledge and the wisdom that I've gained over my entire career as being an athlete. And that's just not even in the physical realm. Um, that's from a, a, a mental standpoint. Um, I've had my ups and downs, my peaks and my valleys. Um, from a physical standpoint, of course, you know, getting your body as strong as you can, as tough as nails, um, but also from a spiritual standpoint as well. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So whenever you take a holistic approach um, and training those three aspects, man, no matter what field you're in, whether it's sport or whether it's, um, you know, carpentry or plumbing, no matter what it is, um, you're on a good path to become, um, you know, the best that you can be. And whenever people kind of congregate around you, um, you know, they come to you for advice because you've been through the wire, you know. So just being um, as impactful as I can with my um, immediate circle, um, as you know, I'm not too big on <laughs> uh consistent on putting out uh content video content but that's definitely something that i want to get into especially now with all of this shit going on it's kind of it's kind of like really forcing my hand to really be more adamant about just putting um content out there on a regular basis you know but it's, it's definitely for my immediate circle and people that i always come across with as yourself uh, i remember picking you up you know what I mean? <laughs> picking you to dare me you know what i mean but i just try to you know i mean i can't really say it's uh i mean i guess it is mentoring but you know we always try to be something that we kind of uh 
wish we had in our younger days, you know? Mm-hmm. So I never had anybody to kind of like take me on a day wing and be like, yo, this is, this is what the fuck you need to do. You need to be getting out, doing this amount of, getting in the weight room three times a week. You need to be putting up a thousand shots. You need to be working on your hand. You need to be watching game film, you know? So I just try to be something that, um, um, especially from a basketball perspective that I kind of wish I had or had in my younger days, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, man. Like, um, you've definitely spread a ton of knowledge and wisdom um, to a lot of athletes in your, um, up until now, man. And talking about dropping wisdom, what do you look for when, you, when you're taking like a kid under your wing? Like, what are you looking for? Do they have to be talented? Do they have to, or are they just straight underdogs? What are you looking for? Um, I mean, I would say, uh, you know, the intangibles of course it, it kind of varies because mm-hmm. you want to you don't want to leave anybody out um but i think more so just being coachable i think that's kind of like the, the 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 basis for me because whenever you coachable that doesn't mean necessarily mean oh i can teach you how to ju- shoot a jump shot you know what i mean whenever you coachable that means like even if it's something to managing your money a little bit better or mm. i had one young guy um you know like he didn't really know how to like approach women or you know <laughs> I mean, like, or, you know you know females like that and i'm like yo like you just come off respectable you don't have it had to be anything crazy you know what i mean so it's just like um uh damn i'm sorry i'm kind of rambling what, nah, what, that's Go back, go back to the question. What was the question? Don't expose again? him, though. Don't expose him. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I'm not going nah, to name drop. But go ahead. So run the question again so I can make sure yeah, I stay well, on. Uh, what are you looking for? What are you looking for when you um, so try to take the kid under your wing, right. driving around, you know? Right, right, right. So basically, I look for, um, like I said, just him just being a coachable guy or her being a coachable girl. You know what I mean? Just really um, wanting to listen to what kind of information is out there and, um, applying it to their game or into you know to their life in general um but you know sometimes everybody's everybody comes from a a different type of environment so some guys may be a little bit more um welcoming to your information and some or or girls um i don't want to be sexist um and then some guys are like are easier to bring taking that information what you're telling them and then some are a little bit more um challenging because of the environment that they come from you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so you know like i don't like to waver from anybody um whether you're a really really good athlete you know what i mean or you're not so good of an athlete um and you're just looking for somebody to kind of take you like take you on like yo like this is what the fuck you need to do here monday morning five o'clock get up do this tuesday morning wednesday morning thursday morning you know what i mean um he's just like all right he's just soaking it all up um, and then there might might be this guy who's already, you know what I mean, the 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 talented guy who kind of like got everybody like already riding like, yo, you nice, you this, you that, da 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 da, you know what I mean? And then if I come to him with some type of information, he may be like, I don't know, you know what I mean? But I mean, I guess it just it, it just depends on who the message is coming from, you know? Like whenever people see a person uh, and 
how they carry themselves or what they've done in their past, mm-hmm. it makes them a little bit more open. So I've never really had that problem personally. So no matter if he's crazy talented or he's not so talented, once mm-hmm. they kind of see like what I've done with my career um, in my short span and, you know, even still now that I'm active, you yeah. know what I mean? Like they see me kind of playing or if I'm doing this in the gym, they're like, damn, okay, so he must know what the fuck he really talking about. Let me listen, let me, let me kind of like have an ear, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, but so like, I don't kind of shy away from anybody, but anybody who's just trying to get better, let's just leave it at that. Like somebody who's really, really trying to get better, excuse my language, I don't know if you're gonna beat these out, but no, you like, yeah, like I tend to fuck with them a little bit more yeah, because yeah. like it makes my job so much more easier, honestly speaking. And then whenever you make my job easier, I could just dump information into you. Like, yo, this is what you need to do off the court. This is what you need to do on the court, whether it's breaking film down. Yo, look what you're doing right here. Boom, boom. All right, look what you did on this possession. Or if it's like, you know, showing him film of uh, a Steph Curry or Steve Nash or CJ McCollum, someone who's in their position, but at the highest level. Like, yo, look how he coming off the screen. Look how he doing this, look how he doing that. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just, man, like I said, anybody who's um, just really open to taking information and they're trying to get better, you know, that's who I fuck with the most, man. You know, yeah. so yeah, I'm not biased with anybody. Just as long as you're trying to get better and I, I feel like I can help you out, you know what I mean? That's who I'm rocking with. Yeah, and, w- and one thing that I want to, let everyone know is when you have someone that decides to help you out, like you did with me, um, it's right. not even, they aren't even focused on the stuff on the court. Cause I realized like I learned so much in between, like when we'd be um, in the car rides, um, right. eating, eating, I remember you used to shout me uh, Taco Bell, eating tacos, right. you know, like right. um, I've noticed a lot of the kids when I was training them, obviously these days it's a bit different, but with, with like smart friends and stuff in the car, you know, you'll be trying to explain something to them, but they're on Snapchat, they're on this, they're on that. So I, right. I want to say, like, anyone that's anyone that has someone that's decided to take you under their wing, focus on that all that little stuff. Like them car rides, man. You can get really deep and pick the brain of that person that's helping you out. And talking about young athletes, man, um, what 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 is one mistake or a few mistakes on the court on the field um, that you see happen too often that needs to be fixed? Um, with young athletes. Oh, athletes. Let's do that. Yeah. All, all athletes. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> one mistake. Let's see. Let's see. Like, if I can go into uh, my library of things here. <laughs> um, it's in the cloud. Think, you got to download it. I think. I think. I think. Two things, or, or kind of like three things. It might be three things, but I'm just kind of like talk, like just in a, in a, in a, in a, in a nutshell, in the grand scheme of things. So like one, like, um, having a, a, a late start as far as, um, not developing, you know what I'm saying? Like having a late start, you know? So especially nowadays, like, um, like I come from South Carolina, right? So South Carolina was never really a, a basketball state. And thank God for, I mean, I, I know that there's OGs. Like, I don't want to let leave anybody out. You got your Raymond Feltons. You got your Kevin Garnett's. Um, I tell, you know what I mean? Like, even from my era, like, you know what I mean? Your Herbert Lee Smith, like Herbert Lee Smith. You know what I mean? Even Philip Allen. I know these guys, you know what I mean? You wouldn't know who they are. But these are guys that grew up in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, like, even in their era, like, 
all of this, all the way they developed, it was probably by themselves working on their craft by themselves. You know what I'm saying? Or they probably had somebody kind of showing them, but they never had like, we never had like skills academies and, you know what I mean? Guys really strength coaches and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So coming from South Carolina, <clears throat> it was always a lot of athletes because the, the genetic pool is crazy here, yeah. but not very skillful because yeah. we didn't have that resource to us. And then, you know, I see that a couple of other places as well, too. But then you get you get to these bigger cities and they, they have all those resources, right? So, but from a grand scheme of things, I think the one of the things that I, the big mistake that I see with kids, like they don't start early enough as far as um, developing their skill and their body, right? Um, some kind of like wait a little bit later in their years and then you kind of like behind the eight ball and now you want to go to school or go hoop and you're like, fuck, man, like I ain't really getting no looks. I ain't getting no, you know what I mean? Because you were pretty much not being scouted at, you know what I mean, in your younger days or, you know what I mean, you didn't get enough exposure in your younger days or whatever, whether it's ninth grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, which are pivotal years as far as you getting exposed. Um, so I think, um, yeah, let's just stick on that. I just think develop it, developing the, at a younger age. And then also one thing to kind of piggyback off that is focusing on one sport, like at a young age. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I wasn't the like I, I can I can I can honestly say I wasn't the most skillful guy in high school, but I always moved well and I was always naturally athletic. Why? Because um, many people don't know. I know everybody from from my hometown, but like I I was great at dancing. Like yeah. I used to be fucking circles and shit and people used to be watching me and one of my um, one of my men's used to be dancing and shit like that so naturally being aware of my body and shit like that and just doing all these different movements which are some of the movements that I still use on the court still to this day um I ran track and field I always screamed to my athletes like yo run track like by you sprinting you get faster and you get more explosive and you just learn how to use your body and your, and, and your kinetic chain a whole lot better because you go through running mechanics and sprinting mechanics and jumping mechanics and shit like that. And as you know, um, doing different jump programs, yeah. having good jump, you know what I'm saying? Good jump yeah. mechanics will unleash a lot of your athleticism naturally without even lifting weights and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So um, being, uh, being in like multiple sports and then probably focusing on it, like whenever you really get in like high school like okay i want to play basketball or okay i want to focus on track and field or okay i want to focus on footy or american football mm -hmm. you know what i mean so those are just just um some of the i think the mistakes just being just developing at a at a, at a, at a younger age you know okay yeah. and and what about off the court what's the mistake there what are they not doing there um off the court um Man, just not not doing anything that's gonna um, put stunt the growth of your career, because you don't know where you're gonna go. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't, you don't, you, like you don't know where you're gonna go. You don't know where your career is gonna take you. You know what I mean? So um, a lot of the guys, like they may do something, or they may be a certain place, or they may be with a certain person, or, another, or they may be doing a certain thing. And that certain thing 
takes them down a whole different fucking path from what you're trying to get to. And it's just make it so much harder for you to get there. You know what I'm saying? So just really keeping your nose clean and just, you know what I mean? Trying, just staying out of trouble. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the, that's, that's, you know what I mean? And, but like I said, that, that varies from environment to environment. You know what I'm saying? Because like no disrespect to anybody, but you can't really compare um, growing up in Australia, you know what I mean, to growing up in America. It's two totally yeah. different environments. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like two yeah. totally different environments. And being that I've lived in Australia for four years, I can say, yeah, like it's two totally different environments. You know what I mean? Like even just talking to you, like, fuck man, like even though I was giving you game, I always felt like you were way more mature for your age. Cause how old were you? When, when you were at, uh, like 14, 17. Oh no, 17, 17. Right. So when I first met you when you was when uh when you used to train down at the the the, the secondary school in Craigie Brown, what, yeah. what how old were you? Fourteen. So you was fourteen. And then when you was playing at Whittlesea. Seventeen. Seventeen, right? Yeah. But I always thought you were so much older than seventeen. <laughs> You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I, I was like, I thought, I, was like, I thought she was like 20, you know what I mean? Like 19, 20, 21. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you just, you didn't, you didn't speak or carry yourself like a, a like a 17 year old. And that's due to the environment that you grew up in. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so you were just a lot more mature for your age. You know what I mean? But every 17 year old is not going to be like that, mm-hmm. depending on, you know, the environment that they grew up in. You know what I mean? So yeah, just, just, just always thinking about, what you're trying to do and where you want to go with whatever your craft is and just be like, yo, look, I can't afford to let anything fuck this up. Like this is, this shit is just so important to me that nah, my man, I can't fuck with you and doing that. Cause that might put me in a heap of shit and I'm trying to do this over here. So y'all can go ahead. Y'all do y'all thing, but I'm going to stay over here. I'm going to the gym tonight. Like we all heard that story, especially since the late great Kobe Bryant passed passed away like you hear that story when Iverson they had a game or some shit like that and Iverson was like yo like I'm about to go to the club like what you about to do and Kobe's like shit you know what I mean I'm about to go to the gym <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> and that's why he's arguably the greatest fucking player to ever dribble the basketball you know what I mean ever since the basketball has been around that we know of yeah. you know and it wasn't that well, AI just didn't have it- the same amount of talent either yeah, yeah, I mean, like, don't can't take nothing away from AI, you know what I'm saying? But those are the separators. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, definitely, definitely. But you know I mean, even even AI, you know I mean, he's a he's a you know I mean, a goat in his own, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But when you talk about Kobe, it's just like like you got that one percent, and then you got the top of that one percent. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, man, you know. So just just to kind of get back to what you were saying, like, just making yeah. sure. You know what I mean? Like, you're not doing anything to fuck up your path. You got a path, you made a decision. Okay, I want to do this. All right, you got to do everything that you need to do to make sure you stay on that path. And anything outside of that, that shit is secondary. Like, it's cool, but I get to that whenever I can. But right now, I got to focus on this shit right here. Yeah, yeah. And um, we touched a little bit about on the uh, about the weight room, but I know you're going to be passionate about this. Um, yeah. When I first met John, um, I was lucky enough to meet him early on because I got that influence in the weight room early, but I got the right influence on how to do the right things in the weight room. And I fell in love with the whole kind of explosive workouts and things like that. 
So what, what should athletes actually be doing in the weight room? Because I know down here in Australia, there's not much information. It is growing on performance training, but most of them are um, just doing bodybuilding kind of uh, right. workouts. Right, right. Um, excuse this buzzer going off. Nah, so good. Off. All right. But um, um, <laughs> as far as being in the weight room, basically just grooving patterns that you're going to be using, um, you know, in your sport, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So like, we, 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 you, you can get really, really complex with it, um, but compound movements is the way to go. You know what I mean? Like, of course, um, you may need to do something, something that's not a compound movement. You know what I'm saying? That's like a regular barbell curl. Um, that'll help you, that'll help you in some form of fashion, but as far as becoming like, a really elite athlete and a really, really good athlete. Like you got to do the compound movements, which are your, your bench press, um, your overhead press, um, things that recruit uh, multiple joints and, um, you know, just uh, multiple sections of, of muscles. You know what I mean? So your squats, your deadlifts, single leg, um, your bench press. You know what I mean? Just everything that you need to do that's going to recruit as many muscle fibers as you can. Um, and to go into a little bit more detail, you know what I mean? You have to break it down um in different phases you know what i mean so sometimes you may have to work on stability and making sure everything is lined up evenly then you may need to add on a few pounds you know what i mean so your repetitions are going to be a little bit higher and then you may need to be a little bit stronger so your repetitions are going to be a little bit lower but your weight is going to be a little bit larger as far as um how much weight you're lifting and then your next phase will be like all right well um how powerful and explosive can i turn this whole amount of body of work, amount of body of work that i've been doing for the last past three months and get as fast and as strong and as as, as powerful and as as explosive as possible you know what i mean so you have to change your rep schemes and um you know your respiratory is a little bit different you know but just to kind of just to kind of really go back onto what you're saying like what do athletes need to do whenever they get into the weight room more than just calf raises, more than just, you know, shoulder raises, more than just bicep curls, <laughs> more than just shrugs. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many different programs out there, man, that, you know, um, you shouldn't be lacking. You know what I mean? Like, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you got, like, younger cats got it so good now because you can literally go on YouTube or go wherever and find a program. Like, we didn't have, like, you know, we didn't have that back in the back in the day unless you really really research for it i remember i had a um a plyometric book it was i'm pretty sure it was called strength through science but i don't think it's attached to um the 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 brand strength through science uh, strength through science now i think it was i don't know i can't remember anyway i just remember having that book when i was 16 and it gave me all these plyometric drills and we're talking about i don't want to reveal my age but we're talking about back in the day <laughs> yeah. boy one thing that it didn't emphasize was the weight room so it was just all like body weight stuff as far as plyometrics and it got me explosive it got me springy but i still wasn't very very strong you know what i mean but if i had to put the two together man no telling what happened you know <laughs> yeah no telling and um we talked a bit about what athletes should do in the gym what about non-athletes man because the stuff that you told me, like sometimes I just think about it like prehab and like just getting like getting your joints healthy, like working on my knee strength and things like that. Um, for people right. that aren't even athletes, like what's the importance of that and what can they be focusing on, even if they're not playing any sport or nothing? Right. Um, 
I think the biggest thing is at the end of the day, we're all athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, we're all athletes from coming out of the womb. Like we all did the same thing. We all learned how to crawl. Uh, we all learned how to walk. We all learned how to squat, you know, and, you know, like that's at our infancy, you know what I mean? So now somewhere along the path, you know, a lot of us kind of, a few of us got away from that, you know, mm-hmm. but just because you don't, play basketball or you don't play footy or you don't play hockey or I mean you're not in a, a competitive sport doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't train that way mm. you know I think everybody should train like an athlete like it mm. doesn't have to be as rigorous and as intense you know what I'm saying like if you're especially if you're, you're you kind of been out of the game for a little bit but it'll only um, it'll only help you in the long run you know what I mean it'll, it'll put a lot more longevity on your body um, definitely if you're a competitive athlete, it'll put a lot more longevity on your career and you, you can make money off your body. So just because you don't dribble a ball and you don't have a 45 inch vertical, doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't still train like an athlete. I think everybody should still train like an athlete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus it's just like, it gives you that, that stature. Like, you know what I mean? It gives you that strong, fierce look, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So whenever people see you walking through the door, like, damn, you play ball? Nah, I just work out. Oh, okay. But the conversation changes once they see, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. that's how we all are. We look, we see, like, damn, who's that? You know what I mean? But if you look a little bit different, the conversation may be a little bit different as well, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So the we way all you, the way you act right. confidence. 100%. 100%. 100%. So I think we all should be training like athletes um, because it only adds longevity to whatever we're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and um, another thing you told me as well. I remember you're driving me home, and I was telling you I'm trying to gain weight, so I'm eating whatever I want because I'm young, and I can eat whatever I want. Right. <laughs> and I'm right. 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 then you started telling me like like treat your body like like a car. If you're a Lamborghini, you got to put in right. petrol. Um, can you take, talk a little bit about like what you eat and how that affects performance? Um, well, like I don't want to get too deep into like nutrition because i'm not a, like yeah. a certified nutritionist yeah. or anything like that but yeah. just off of my experience you know just making sure you're eating good nutrient dense food now you got to do everybody got to do their own research don't just listen to what a person say like do your own research because certain things work for, for certain people and certain things don't work for certain people you know what i mean so that's where you got to do your own due diligence and and just find out what works for you and just making sure whatever you put inside your body is um you're getting the most out of it you know, mm-hmm. like if you're putting, like for prime example, which everybody knows because it's a nutritional fact, like if you're putting an iceberg lettuce in your body, you're not really getting any nutrients from that shit. It's like eating a fucking cardboard, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But if you're putting in spinach and kale and all of these different greens that's just nutrient-packed, it's going to help you um, just on your day-to-day. But then also, if you're trying to find that edge of being an, an elite athlete, it'll definitely help you in that realm as well too, you know? So just making sure like you're eating the right things, they're all nutrient dense, whether you're plant-based, um, whether you eat meat, whether um, three times out of the week, whether you're a pescatarian, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, just do your own research and uh, find out what's best for you. Cause like I said, yeah. there's, I know there's a lot of information out there, but you just have to do your own research on, you know, different sites or different sources or, you know what I mean? Um, different nutritional articles and um, figure out what's, what be- what's best for you. You know what I mean? Just 
trial and error pretty much, you know? Yeah. And that was a big lesson I learned, man. So from that day, I kind of thought about it. And then as I got older, I realized um, I can't just eat whatever I want to gain weight because it will affect everything. Uh, it will affect everything in terms of performance, even like off the court, like on my laptop, doing work, um, right. just, just mental clarity and things like that. And right. yeah, so usually at this point in the podcast, I'd talk about what um, one person you look up to, but on your Instagram, I always see Nipsey on there and um, it made me want to learn more about him and see his impact on the people that he affected and the lessons he's taught. But um, did you want to talk a little bit about Nipsey's influence on you, like from business to just um, life, man? Yeah, definitely. Um, man, long live the legend. Like yeah. as far as being like a, a for, especially for me being an African-American male, you know, um, whenever you get people of that caliber, and not just not just talking shit, but yeah. actually doing the shit. Mm-hmm. Like that shit hit a little bit different. And then you know, um, whenever you watch their move, like I, oh, my, I have this this one thing that I always say, like say like yo, study the greats. Like oh, you know what I mean, no matter what you, no matter what it is, it, you know I mean, just study the greats. Even if they're not in your field, study the greats because at the end of the day. They they all have the same type of foundation, you know. But as far as Nipsey, man, like you know, African American male, um, yeah. he he was he was thirty three when he passed away. Um, whenever you get someone like that that looks like you, or looks like your cousin, or looks like your friend, or looks like your homeboy, you naturally uh, gravitate towards it a little bit a little bit more and really have an open ear for it. Like I said, especially whenever he's not just talking his shit, he's actually applying what he's talking about. And his resume speaks for itself. But, um, you know, he he was one of those dudes that took a different type of approach. You know, like, we're in in an era where everything is just so quick, you know what I mean? Or you see stuff and it looks like it's overnight success, but little do you know, he was putting in work since the early 2010s. You know what I mean? And really didn't really reap the benefits and the fruits of his labor until, unfortunately, really his demise, you know? But we can go back and look at um, all the things that he was doing, and he pretty much, he left a blueprint. Like, you could just follow, like, all right, where did he start from? Damn, he started all the way from back there, especially coming from the environment that he come from. Like, shit, he beat the odds, you know? Mm. And he, he says it in his music all the time. So, like, just to see another black man, African-American male, someone who I'm like, damn, you know, he looked like, you know, he looked like me. Like, you listen a little bit more because yeah, the yeah. same struggles that I may go through, I'm pretty sure he's going through as well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just from a um, just from a social standpoint, you know. So, like he made moves as far as business, even all the way down to, you know, how he treat his woman, how he treat his lady. Um, shit, I come from the '90s, man. So the music was just. Now that I look back, and I'm like, damn, I was listening to that shit when I was 10 years old. Like, just the the, the content of the music was crazy. You know, and to see now that I'm older, the shit is kind of changing now. And the way he delivers some of his messages, 
as far as like you know how he he doing this and like he got one line he's just like um like let's invest in, like let's invest in these stocks vacate on these yachts like you know what I mean you ain't never really ain't nobody really giving you game like that in the nineties talking about like yo invest in stocks like you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah so um, yeah man he 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 just led by example like literally was you know I hear my pops talk about Malcolm X all of the time. I remember he, he, he used to always emphasize me like, yo, you need to read this book, read this book. It was an um, autobiography of Malcolm X. He used to always try to get me to read the book. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm in my teenage years. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, read no fucking book. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? But as I got older, like in my early 20s, I finally picked the shit up and I couldn't put it down, you know? And I read it once and then I read it twice. And then, you know, like just to kind of see Nip have the Malcolm X chain, you know, you can, you can really tell like he was literally like the Malcolm X of our day, you know, and for, um, you know, what he stood, what he stood for. So, but yeah, man, long live the great man. I got, you know, got a Crenshaw yeah, shirt on. <laughs> yeah, man. I had to take that. I took the trip uh, to LA uh, last year sometime and I stopped by the Marathon store. And the shit was just airy, man. Like that was my first time in California. California got a different type of energy, my G. Like yeah. the energy, like you could just, I don't know if it was because of his passing, but you could just feel the energy. And this was, he passed away in uh, March 31st or April 1st. We don't, I don't know the exact time. So March, mm -hmm. April, May, June, July. So three months later, July, like I took the trip over there. And I was just on Crenshaw and Slauson. And, like, just the energy there, man. Like, it, it was, I don't know, it was weird, man. Like, it was, it was, it was weird. So, but, yeah, man. So, you know, long live the great Nipsey Hussle, man. Yep. And um, talking about people leaving their legacies, man, I know um, in a way, in your own way, you're leaving your legacy every day, you know. I'm um, inspiring kids getting in the gym, even through, um, I know when you get more um, content out on social media, um, that will only help leave your legacy as well. Um, right. What What's coming up for you, man? Well, what are some of your plans? Um, what's, what's going on with you? Um, well, uh, right now at the moment, like, so I'm, I'm here in Charleston, South Carolina, but uh, the, like the, the, the long-term plan is to have a, a pipeline from here, um, all, all the way there to, to Melbourne, you know, and just kind of really tapping into both of those markets and, you know, impacting the community as much as I can from every, like I said, all the knowledge and the wisdom that I've acquired over the years and still continuing to learn. Um, like even when I left there, like my biggest thing was, I was like, since I'm back home, like I want to get around like some of the best coaches that I could possibly get around and just soak up game and kind of see, okay, you're doing this. Okay, cool. All right. And just using what I can, you know what I'm saying? But um, like definitely when I, when I get back um, in, in Melbourne, like the same thing that I was doing there, but just taking it up um, three, four, five, 10, 20, 30, a hundred notches, you know, like really, really pushing uh, basketball performance, skill enhancement. Like I said, it's a, um, a shitload of uh, talent there. Um, the genetic pool there is crazy, you know, so just doing what I can to do my part to push that culture forward there from yeah. a basketball perspective. But then also um, here, where I'm from in mm -hmm. South Carolina, you know, everybody knows John Morant and Zion Williamson. Like, 
there's a lot more of that in South Carolina. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a shitload of that, but you know, some of the guys, you know, um, from back in the day, they take the route of going to play American football or you know playing baseball or something like that. But you know, now people are finally seeing like, yo, like we have a shitload of hoopers in <laughs> South Carolina, but sometimes. You know, or a shitload of hoopers and a shitload of athletes, but sometimes we don't get that exposure because we're a smaller market, um, or you didn't get the development because you didn't have the resources. And now things are changing thanks to the internet and thanks to you know um, these guys really carrying the torch and saying like, yeah, like I'm from South Carolina, like this is what we're doing down there, but we've been doing this, you know? So just to kind of go back and forth to those two different markets, I feel like, um, you know, like that's my purpose, man. You know, to really, really develop guys as best as they can, girl, guys and girls as much as they can um, from South Carolina all the way to Melbourne, Australia, you know? Yeah. So that's whenever I get back, that's, that's, that's the main goal. And a couple of different things involving yeah. basketball as well, but we can save that for another another podcast. Uh, yeah, another for time. sure, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't wait for you to come back, man. We're going to get in the weight room. I miss on oh, there, man. 100%, yeah, 100%. At midnight. <laughs> Hopefully hope, hope this corona shit clear up, man. And by then, man, I don't know how long it's going to be, man, but um, definitely when we get back, definitely got to put in some more work. Definitely. Yeah, for sure, man. And um, hopefully one day I can come down your end too because – um, my dream place to go is New York. Maybe live there for a year or two. Um, yeah, to you go there. Love the culture yeah. there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you were supposed to come. You were supposed to come to the states. Uh, was that? Oh, that was just last year. But yeah, never, yeah, yeah. Things, things didn't really happen. develop and stuff. But yeah, my dream is still to go there, man. I want to see Rucker Park in the flesh. Um, yeah. my favorite rappers are from there as well. We've got Joey Badass, Jay Z, Nas. So right, right, right. I can't wait to visit. I mean, um, and the food looks good. I've been watching all the little food um, YouTube videos that uh, New all York right. has. New York pizza, one dollar right, pizza. Right. So I need to, I need to come visit, man. But I appreciate you being on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, man, definitely. Anytime, man. I know we was kind of hit and miss for the longest as far as uh, you know getting together and trying to get this shit squared away. But uh, appreciate you having me on, man. Let's uh, continue to push the culture forward. Put in those hidden hours, as you for would always sure. say. And uh, just keep it moving, man. Appreciate everyone that's watching. And as always, I'll end it the same way. Um, you have the power to change your situation. Everyone that I have on this podcast, I'm trying my best is to find people that uh, started off um, somewhere different and definitely didn't get anything given to them. And they just worked and hit an hours and um, changed their situation. So I hope these people inspire you. And uh, stay tuned for more.